0: Well, welcome friends. This is for all those who love his appearing. I'm Emily Tomko. I was just thinking one of these days I am going to number my episodes and categorize them, but uh, today is not that day. So I just wanted to say that if you've missed any of the previous episodes that I've been doing on living in the last days among scoffers and mockers, just encourage you to go back and catch those episodes. There were, I believe two prior uh, to this one, specifically dealing with Peter's letter to the church and also Jude, in which they talked about scoffers and mockers. And just what the Holy Spirit highlighted to me personally in those passages was very startling uh, for a couple reasons. And the first is that These are people who are in the church. These are influencers, teachers, um, pastors, bloggers. All these people are within Christendom. Obviously, Peter wasn't talking about bloggers back then, but he was talking about people within the body of Christ who identify as Christians, but they're actually false teachers. And he gives a very strong warning about them. And there's this parallel passage in Jude that lists four characteristics. And I just felt like the Holy Spirit really highlighted the one characteristic and gave me a sharp revelation of what that looks like in our culture. So again, if you didn't catch either of those episodes, I just encourage you to go back and check those out. I'm going to put the links in the show notes and today I just want to talk about three people who lived among scoffers but were not scoffers and how the lord rewarded their faith so the kingdom of heaven christ said belongs to children he said unless we become like children we are going to miss it we're going to miss the kingdom of heaven coming to earth how exciting to realize that simple faith, childlike faith lights up the heart of our Lord and that God rewards those who diligently seek him according to Hebrews eleven six. Elizabeth Barrett Browning rightly stated that God's gifts put man's best dreams to shame. Well, there are scores of scriptural examples of individuals who became heroes through their faith in and devotion to the Lord They were shining like stars among their mainstream peers, but there are just three that I want to talk about here today. So this is not an exhaustive list. There are just three that came to mind as I was ruminating on these passages. And the first one is Simeon. Despite his advanced age, despite centuries with no fresh word from God through the prophets to his people. And in spite of Roman occupation and oppression, Simeon's anticipation of the Messiah had not waned scripture describes him as just and devout it says that the holy spirit was upon him that's luke two twenty five. year after year simeon kept alert he was watching for the consolation of israel because the holy spirit had revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the anointed one can you even read the story of simeon taking baby jesus in his arms and blessing him and prophesying over him to his parents without being moved to tears. Talk about the ultimate reward for this faithful heart. And then there's Anna. And she too was at the temple when Joseph and Mary arrived with Jesus to present him to God. A widow of 84 years, Anna never left the temple. She served God with fasts and prayers day and night. So from this we can infer that anna too was extraordinarily devout in spite of her vulnerability both in womanhood and widowhood anna was full of the holy spirit and bore witness to all those in the temple that the long-awaited messiah had come in the flesh and finally the third person who comes to mind is cornelius so Cornelius was a Gentile and therefore he was outside the covenant reserved up until that time only for God's people, the Jews. Cornelius had a dummy, double whammy against him because he not only was a Gentile, but he was a centurion in the Italian regiment of Caesarea. So that was the residence Caesarea was the residence of the Roman procurator of Judea and consequently, consequently, garrisoned by Roman troops. So Cornelius is really an unlikely candidate for what happens next, but he's described in Acts 10 as a devout man and one who feared God with all his household, who gave alms or charitable gifts generously to the people and prayed to God always. That's verse two, New King James. Cornelius has a clear vision of an angel visiting him and this angel calls him by name. Can you imagine an angel just, you know, calling you by name? And the angel gives him this wondrous message that his prayers and his generosity have been noticed by almighty God. The angel, in fact, says they've, be, they've come up as a memorial before God. That's verse five. We could do a whole sermon just on, on that verse. They've come up as a memorial before God. And is instruc- Cornelius is instructed to send men to nearby Joppa to find and fetch Simon Peter, who will tell him what to do. Now, Peter, you remember, meanwhile, has a vision on the rooftop of the sheep coming down from heaven with various clean and unclean animals, and the message is that he is no longer to call common, that is the Gentiles, what the Lord has cleansed. This vivid, wondrous account of Cornelius and his devotion, and a reluctant Simon Peter summoned to preach to him the way of salvation is an account of one man opening a door of salvation to the entire Gentile world. Elcott's commentary says this, Cornelius admission into the church, even if it were not the first instance of the reception of a Gentile comfort as such became through its supernatural accompaniments, the ruling case on the subject. And that's from blueletterbible.org. Well, did you notice the common thread among these three varied individuals? They all were described as devout. These individuals feared God. They worshiped him heart and soul. There was no compromise in their lives. When they sinned, they dealt with it righteously. God in turn rewarded them beyond the scope of man's imagination. Simeon, Anna, and Cornelius were given suddenly and supernaturally the fullness of of what their hearts desired. Does this spur you on to expectation? The Lord is so good and so kind. As Galatians 6, 9 says, let us not grow weary in well-doing, for in due time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Is your life marked by fear or by faith. When we catch a glimpse in our spirits of the mightiness of the God that we serve, and when we take His words to heart, doors suddenly open where there seemed only to be walls. The prospect of bad news no longer intimidates us. We eagerly anticipate the days ahead, and the mundane in life becomes an adventure. Leaving the Shallows, Igniting the Faith that Overcomes the World, are 40 meditations on teaching and testimony that will encourage your heart. And boost your faith to see his kingdom come in your own life like never before. Check out Leaving the Shallows, Igniting the Faith that Overcomes the World on Amazon or go to emilytomco.com